you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. that that's the bell at the front of the haunted estate and welcome to the haunted estate here with your host selena spooky boo and joel who is hi i'm joel guys we need a name for joel i know we've talked about it before i have the tiktok live running right now guys what do what's joel's name i'm selena spooky like, boo I'm, I'm not i'm not talking a nickname i'm talking we're gonna decide right now i'm going to service canada no joel i changed my name well, what do you... You were going to change your name to Zoltan. I, I changed my name. Um, Would you actually change your name to Zoltan? You really were on it for a while. Yeah, oh yeah. Let me think for a second. Would you make Carissa call you Zoltan? No, Joel. It's to honor my dad. I don't want to name the myself. The ASMR of you eating this a hot rod. This is me eating a hot rod, right? It's so loud in my headphones. There's so many people cringing so hard right now. Oh, goodness. I love myself a meat stick. Was, oh, I'm really Where do you even get those? Uh, they just show up. It, and they don't expire ever? I don't think a hot rod could expire if you put it in toxic <laughs> slime. There's enough uh, preservatives in it forever. Do you want to go to the keg? So randomly, Joel came to me today and he was like, Hey, do you want to go to the movies on a sleepover party? Which oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is because he needs Wednesday off early, which I, is fine. I said that. I said that. You, you want to go to the movies? This is Selena literally all the time. <laughs> you want to go to the movies? You want to go to the movies? I went to the movies last night. Joel, you want to go to the movies? I go to the movies by myself. Oh my God. go to the movies? <laughs> Can we talk about the movies right now? You want to go to the movies? <laughs> I'm on a diet where I'm, like, I'm not really eating carbs. Hence why I'm like I'm eating a lot of fucking meat sticks. Trying to avoid sugar. I say, Adam, I want to go to the movies by myself. This fucker knew me so well. He's like, you're just going to the movies eat nachos to hide in the dark and eat mo- nachos. <laughs> He's like, fine, get your nachos. Do whatever you want. But then I was bad, and I got myself a cherry slushie. And I was like, this is bad. I'm a bad girl. What did I immediately do? I sat down in the seat that was broken. And then went and got nachos? No, I fucking sat down in the seat. 
stood up because it was crooked, stood up crooked, hooked my ass on my slushy, blew it up all over the ground. Oh. I got no motherfucking slushy. Oh, what flavor did you get? Cherry. Oh, it's the want, best. Want to know why I got cherry? Because then Adam wouldn't know that I cheated and didn't have water. And it's not like I'm not allowed. I just want him to think I'm doing better. <laughs> so then I got ice water. And then I sent him a picture of my ice water. And I was like, <laughs> I also sent him a picture of my slushy. And I was like, the universe stopped me from drinking this because my diabetes is not okay with it. And what did you have to say? I'm not drinking. What movie did you see? The one with Channing Tatum and um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is the hottest woman ever. She's 57. Have you seen her? Not like I'm not a cinephile. I don't really watch movies. She could get it all day, every day for the rest of my life. One Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox. Sandra Bullock. Megan. Sandra Bullock. Fox. Sandra Bullock. I love Megan Fox. So I think she's beautiful. Oh, they're both stunning. I Jesus. want her to punch me in the face. Is that what you want? Mm-hmm. You're all your followers. Yeah. If anything could happen, you want Megan Fox to punch you in the face. I want her to punch me in the throat. Mm, throat punch. Or like kidney poke me. Mm, kidney poke. Is that weird? Yes. What would you want Megan Fox to do? I, I would... How tall Like how tall is she? Google it. I'm I curious. She has toe thumbs. She has what? Google Megan Fox's thumbs. <laughs> don't freak me out right now. Google Megan Fox's thumbs. Let me Google her height first. One point six three meters. Let's, let's speak. In That's really short. Here. I'm one point five three. I'm like five foot one. She's like five foot three. I don't know. Let's see. Put put that put, put her height in feet because now I'm curious. Five four. Five four. I'm five foot one. Wow, she's short. That's so hot. That's crazy. Machine Gun Kelly's like six five. Dude, I know. So Megan Fox's thumbs, you say? Yeah, look at Megan Fox's thumbs. It doesn't matter though. She's so hot. It doesn't even matter. I'm not gonna lie, these photos. <laughs> Let me see it. Let me see it. What's going on with that? Thumb? That's her toe thumb. She has toe thumbs. What? It just is what it is. It's I've fine. never heard of this before. Like, what? What is? What's a toe thumb? You've never heard of a toe thumb? No. I don't know. It's. I don't know if it's a condition or it's something. It's just like a stubby thumb. Yeah, these are my thumbs. Have you seen your thumb sort of do this? Have you seen some people their thumbs like they go like this and this part's like completely back? Yeah. You what's can't wrong do with that? no, what's wrong with your thumb? Just let me come over there so everyone can see. <laughs> Bend yours back as far I as you get. Just like go like this. Oh my god, it is. This is weird. Is this weird? That's weird, eh? You got some weird ass thumbs over there. Oh no. I'd rather toe thumbs than those weird thumbs. <laughs> Okay, what about your pinky? I have a violently tiny pinky. My pinky's this long. I look have... look how far your pinky goes up on your ring finger. Up to your second knuckle. Yeah, yeah. Look at mine. Yeah, wow. Why is it so small? I also have no pinky toe. It level ta- it levitates. Why is it so I small? think that I'm like farther ahead in evolution. I'm losing my pinkies and I'm losing my pinky toes. They don't touch the ground. I used to always fold them over my second toe and they grew in weird. They also barely have a toenail. You're actually further behind because evolution, we're gaining fingers. What? We're gaining fingers. What made me look like a loaf of bread? What? What made me look like a loaf of bread? Why? I just want to know. Why are you a loaf of bread? Did you see me on that bike today? <laughs> Ask me that again. What made me a loaf of bread? What made me a loaf of bread? 
I don't know. What made you love for bread? Tell me the truth, Joel. Was it my eating habits and my lack of exercise? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't like to eat healthy things and I Maybe don't like to move my body. It was cutting all the, like you guys know what Dunkaroos are. She'd like cut the icing part of the Dunkaroos off and like leave the cookies in the drawer and take all the icing parts. I never did such a thing. <laughs> yes, you did. You're a fucking That's liar. true, dude. No, you're a liar. That's true. You're a liar. And talking about lies. I guess you could say that leads into today's podcast category liars have you ever lied yeah of course i want to hear some of your lies that i don't know about from like childhood and stuff we need i know i was a violent liar and i've talked about it in many many episodes Uh, well it's just it's a like psychology class right it's like a psychology thing children lie to their parents because their parents overreact or scream and yell at them right oh damn that's spot on buddy that's why children lie to their buddy spot on yeah, or they overreact. Tell me right? some lies, man. Like obviously, little white. Tell lies. about the turtles. What turtles? Tell about the turtles. What turtles? The t- Christmas turtles. Oh man! And you let me. <laughs> Celine and I talking about. <laughs> Tell them what you did to me for years. I have a few weaknesses. My beautiful wife, Carissa. Cheesecake, basically any kind, and chocolate turtles. Man, chocolate turtles. They are a weakness to me. And this is like, I'm, I don't even know how old I was, like 10 or so or whatever. A little sly dog. There's like a box of turtles under the tree, but you know, they have that like clear cello wrap, like this saran wrap. I like use a knife like so No, carefully. no, no, not even that. They were wrapped. Were they wrapped? They were wrapped under the fucking tree. I, they were for grandma. Anyways, I'd open the package. Perfectly. And eaten all the turtles and then put it back empty. But like Wrapped. so clever, like you couldn't tell. And Christmas morning comes, they open it up, and there's no turtles. Oh, where the fuck were all the turtles? And like, who got blamed? I have no idea. Selena, did you eat the turtles? And who got who got the blame for you like totes, three years? Totes. And then somehow it eventually came out that I I had eaten all the turtles. Of course, they had to blame the fatty. Turtles in my. And job. it hadn't even been me because I was all about the after eights. After eights are delicious too, but turtles, oh turtles pecan is in turtles yeah it's like caramel pecans just delicious say pecans is it pecans or pecans i don't know let us know in the comments below pecan 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 every day i'm getting closer to taking a bath with a fucking toaster how'd that happen i don't know i'm like into it though are you i want to talk about my lies oh okay we need to think about more lies boy i really should have thought about this before we sat down and started recording the podcast. <laughs> i'll be like i lie about finding pets a lot we talked about that in like two episodes oh just my god like, like, literally all <laughs> like where were we like wherever we went last time you're like let's go adopt a cat then tell adam we found the stray cat <laughs> not a cat it was a dog let's go get a dog a we puppy. were in, no it was because i watch on tiktok all the time i think it was st louis wasn't it maybe no we were in charlotte and i was like we could just like get a dog while we're here because they have really bad like stray type issues and like a lot of that i see it on tiktok all the time a lot of dumping and i was like we could just like say we found it we could give it a happy home i'm not like gonna go buy a dog but guys i'm gonna be honest my heart is a little empty with two dogs i'm used to four dogs my two dogs died way too fucking fast Jackson died suddenly at the end of October. Beginning of November, we lost Max, and I'm just used to having a four-dog household, and 
just having my two girls and no boys it's a little fucking stressful for me why is it stressful is it been calming it's nice to have a break but i just i'm so i'm i had three dogs for six years seven years four dogs no gucci just came in august oh, so right. like i only had four dogs for like a little bit of time but like i'm so used to having like a bunch of dogs it's nice though because like they were older and sick and stuff but my fear is molly's 10 gucci's not even one yet and when she's so obsessed with molly like what happens when molly dies like she won't even go outside to pee without molly she won't go on a walk without molly she won't eat her breakfast without molly and molly's not going to be around forever yeah for years yet though i know but i want gucci to have someone that she grows up with that's her age you know it's just like pee people they have they don't wait 10 years to have their second kid how far apart are mom and dad three years in mike like zoli and his sister 10 years apart oh you mean sorry um mom and dad are three years apart but dad and his sister seven years apart seven years. do they have any relationship zero and then mom and brian are 10 years apart 10 years do they have any relationship oh no dad was 10 years apart mom was seven do they have a relationship not really okay how many years apart are we three do we have a relationship not really <laughs> that was obvious sarcasm <sighs> get back here where are you going Go she's probably not gonna be able to get to the gate we have a gate hung up so the dogs can't come in. That's how serious we take this podcast. No dogs in here. She stumbled. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to restart that conversation again. How many years apart are we? Three. And do we have a relationship? The best. Bet your fucking ass. You bet your ass. You liar. Uh, liar, liar, liar. What a smooth transition. Into the seven reasons why people lie. Dun, dun, dun. The first one's to create excitement. Believe it or not, everyone just lies. Everyone lies just about every day, even you. It's not conscious or generally a harmful kind of lying, though. A few embellishments are just found in every conversation. You lie to keep your audience engaged and to create emotions so you can sympathize with them. It happens so often we don't even notice it also you know it could be coined as exaggeration yeah exaggeration you know i think i lie violently but like never in a bad way and it is exaggeration absolutely i think that's like my, my biggest qualm about me as a person probably to pass so here's another reason people lie to pacify or appease others making others happy is a good thing who wants to be around an antisocial curmudgeon <laughs> I don't know that word. <laughs> like Ebenezer Scrooge all the time. But if Mr. Scrooge was anything, he was honest. You always knew how he felt, even if it made you feel bad. That's not the case with some of us. Many people lie to keep the peace in their life or just to make someone smile. This good intention has its place, but sometimes people need to deal with the truth, even if it breaks their heart. That reminds me of you so much. Joel? People pleaser. Wait. Yep. <laughs> you said the words. Do you remember? Wait. Do you remember when I was at Amanda and Rob's wedding yeah. and I was like, you need to be at my house. And you told me you were at my house and you were in Toronto and I had to drive home from London. I was in Windsor. but whatever. Okay. But Joel, my dog, get there were lives on the line. Any parent can tell you how their toddler has been 
fake cry to get attention when nothing's really wrong, like the boy cries wolf. When there isn't anything morally wrong with toddlers' fibs like that, it changes when we grow up. We grow up, morality is sometimes pushed to the sidelines to get a prize we may not deserve. Some adults still sport a teenager-like instinct to get what they want by any means necessary instead of earning their position at the top. Dun, dun, dun. Can't you relate to this one with a certain someone who talks to you all the time, but it sounds like a teenager? Mm. Are you talking about her father? Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Suddenly, that one too. Wait, who are you talking about? Like, just the big long ass message at nighttime. Sounds like a teenager. <laughs> what? Dad? <laughs> no. Give me a hint. Has a cool beard. Muscular. Lives over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, teenager like yeah. mind people are weird i love people though people are crazy i just like having friends and that's what means a lot to me <laughs> <laughs> to avoid punishment i'm sure you can relate to this one lying is pretty much expected when we'll be punished denying your guilt is the path we take until we're proven guilty this does not get anyone anywhere People know the truth. You know the truth. And eventually, you will get caught in your lies. Number Aaron, f- not dirty laundry. Aaron, not dirty laundry. Aaron, not dirty laundry. Man, I'm sure everyone, including myself, does this. You know, on Facebook, like, there's people arguing in the comments. I'm reading their comment. Oh, she's making a good point. You know? like hey. <laughs> To get attention. Some people lie to get attention if they feel ignored or rejected and need everyone else's attention to recharge. In our world of social media, this type of thing, lying comes all too easy. Oh, buddy. I see it so much when you're just like, I've heard this story before. Or I know very close people with me. Their Instagram, they're the happiest, go luckiest couple in the world. (laughs) But really to hang out with them. That story you told me recently, I was like. shit. It is crazy sometimes meeting people in real life and being like, you are not as you put out into the world, or like, my dude. Exactly what you were just saying in our previous yeah. episodes podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> to get sympathy, lying makes crafting a sob story or traumatic tale easy. Having others fuss over you does make you feel important, but it's a manipulative form of attention. In extreme cases, this can turn into Munchausen syndrome, intentionally harming oneself or pretending to be hurt as a way to get sympathy and attention. One time on my way to Cami, I was like, I'm just going to drive my car off the side of this highway in the country so I don't have to go to work and everyone will feel bad for me. I did that one time. No shit. I didn't do it, but I thought about, <laughs> thought about it. it. But does everyone have those kind of thoughts? Probably. Is that just impulsive thinking? I think of our other family member who we had to go get him stuff when... He really wasn't that sick. Yeah, he was fine. Even my wife. Oh my comment. god, woe is him all the time. Oh, woe is me. Yeah. Oh. The seventh reason is to test trust. Sometimes mm-hmm. dishonest people go out of their way to lie to you with a specific reason in mind. These people lie to see how loyal you are to them. They do it to see if you'll be there when they actually need you or to see what side you're on. You might never find out the truth, but to avoid this type of manipulative relationship at all costs. Lies are not always life-destroying, but they are everywhere. Be on the lookout and remember when and why we spot the lie. That makes sense, though, but that's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. It's... Right? There's just, there's so many people I can think of. And even 
for example, a personal friend of mine who's having a rough go in life right now, like, is he the boy who cries wolf situation? Is it even as bad as he says? I don't know. I don't know. And it's, you got to be careful, right? You got to be so on your toes, careful, aware of what's around you. You know, you got to be careful. What, what are you doing over there for all I'm, the listeners? Honestly, I'm decorating this um, bunny. I know this is really random. In a Gucci scarf that Joel got me from the Caribbean. 100% real Gucci 100% scarf. 100% real Gucci scarf. Yeah, 100% real Gucci scarf. But, like, look at that. It looks like a noose, Selena. No, it's a scarf. It looks like BDSM of some sort. That's not BDSM. It's just a little bunny. His name is Meow. It's it's a bunny's name is Meow? Yeah, the people in the comments named it. Oh, the people in the comments. They did. <laughs> All right, guys. Here are 11 of the biggest lies in history. I, there's a couple in here that just... Blew your mind? Like, okay, hot topic in today's world. Number eight. In the title, vaccine study. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, take it away. According to legend, a young George Washington confessed to cutting down a cherry tree by proclaiming it to his father. I cannot tell a lie. His father embraced him for telling him the truth and declared that honesty was more valuable than a thousand trees. The story is a testament to how much respect Americans have for their cherished first president and honesty in general. Even though, ironically, the story isn't true. It was invented by one Washington's first biographies after Washington's death. Still, by most accounts, it appears that Washington was a man of high moral character. Unfortunately, in the annals of history, it seems that there's ten dishonest scoundrels for every honorable hero like Washington. Supposedly, the truth can set you free, but for many, deceit holds the key to money, fame, revenge, or power, and all of these prove too tempting. In history, this has also resulted in an elaborate host of hoaxes, pre-juries, and forgeries that had enormous ripple effects. In the following pages, we will go over some of the most colossal, significant lies in history. Although such a list can be comprehensive, we sought to include a variety of lies that influenced politics, science, and even art. As a result of these, lives were lost, life savings destroyed, legitimate research hampered, and most of all, faith in our fellow man shattered. Without further ado, let's delve into one of the oldest and most successful Lies in history. The Trojan horse. What? I, this is oh, beware of the Greeks bearing gifts, as this is a lesson from the city of the Trojan horse. If all is fair in love and war, then this might be the most forgivable of the big lies. When the Trojan Paris absconded with Helen, wife of the Spartan king, war exploded. It had been raging for ten years long when the Trojans believed they had finally overcome the Greeks. Little did they know the Greeks had another trick up their sleeves. In a stroke of genius, the Greeks built an enormous wooden horse with a hollow belly in it, which means that men could hide inside. After the Greeks convinced their foes that the structure was a peace offering, the Trojans happily accepted and brought the horse within their fortified city that night as the trojans slept slept the greeks hidden inside snuck out the trap door they had proceeded to slaughter and decisively defeat the trojans this was unquestionably one of the biggest most successful tricks known to history that is if it's true homer alludes to this occurrence in his odyssey homer's odyssey which is a famous book Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. 
but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Evidence suggests that Troy itself did exist, giving some validity to Homer's tales, and scholars have long been investigating how historically accurate these details are. One theory behind the Trojan horse comes, the, comes from the historian Michael Wood, who proposes that it was merely a battering ram in the shape of a horse that infiltrated the city. Another theory is that the battering rams were covered up with damp horse hides. This kept them from catching fire as if the enemy tried to do so. In any case, the story has won a permanent place in Western imagination as warning <laughs> to be aware of enemy these bearing gifts that blows my freaking the mind the trojan horse never existed that was literally in our history books yeah crazy han van Meegeren's vermeer forgeries yeah. goodness good luck with yeah. that name i'm sorry for the when name. right when bernie admitted to his an, admitted that his investment firm was just one big lie it was a huge understatement in 2008 he confessed to having conned about 50 billion dollars from investors who trusted him with their savings Madoff used the formula in a Ponzi scheme to keep up with the fraud for more than a decade. This classic lie was named after the notorious Charles Ponzi, who used the ploy in the early 20th century. It works like this. A schemer promises investors great returns, but instead of investing the money, he keeps them for himself and uses the funds to get new investments to pay off early investors. Madoff may have not invented this lie, but he took it to new lengths. For one, he made a record amount of money from the scheme, but he was also able to keep it going for much longer than most Ponzi schemes. Usually the scam falls apart quickly because it requires the schemer to constantly find more and more investors. But Madoff, whose clients got returns over the 10%, regardless of the stock market's performance, he was able to keep it for going longer by encouraging them to reinvest their profits with him. Eventually, though, the investors did start requesting their money back in greater amounts, we're talking millions, more than he could give. This was an especially shocking lie because Madoff, as a past chairman of the board of NASDAQ, had been accomplished and respected by the, expect, uh, by the experts in the financial field. They compared him to Charles Ponzi, who was a petty ex-con. By the time he launched his scheme, in any case, Madoff was sentenced to a 150 years in prison and died at 82 after serving 11 years. Wow. That's Damn. crazy. The whole pyramid scheme topic, like I'm sure you're aware of this, and I don't know anything, aware of this term, the multi-level marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. Like there's one in our area right now where it's like a certain shampoo. Mm. You know that one? What's it called? Can we say it? Yeah. Monet. 
like every girl I went to high school with is into this Monet thing, writing people. And we talked about this in the last episode where people write you who haven't talked to you in 10 years. Like just the other day. Hey boss, babe. Someone wrote me asking to talk to you about your hair because they sell Monet stuff. Um, I've used Monet and I, I tried it and I got bald spots and isn't and it, it burned my scalp like bad. one tube's like 40 bucks. It's a lot. I don't really understand how it works. Um, I know like it takes the bad stuff out of it, but like my hair is literally perfect, but yeah, it's all these girls in high school. I never talked to and they're like, Hey boss, babe, you know, how well you could do. I'm like, I don't, I'm not I have a great it. business opportunity for you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right. This next one, this will hit close. Nothing to home. wrong with people who do mom, no, nothing wrong, but I'm not into Monet. <laughs> uh, you know, our dad tried one when we were young. Mona V. It's like oh energy God, remember drinks. The drink? Yeah, it was like an energy yeah. drink. It was, it was like a weight loss drink. Was it? I don't know. He got it from Diana. <laughs> yeah, he got like cases remember. of it. It was yeah. gross. I can't, I can't remember it. Anyways, this next one. Andrew Wakefield's study on vaccines and autism. Ooh. Ooh. In 1998, the respected medical journal Lancelet published an article by British physician Andrew Wakefield in which he linked autism with the commonly given measles, mumps, and rubella MMR vaccine. The study received wide publicity even though the research was based on an incredibly small selective sample of 12 children. There were also serious ethical issues such as the fact that Wakefield, who later lost his medical license, didn't get the necessary clearances to work with slash examine the child subjects and even falsified the data that he included. Ultimately, Lancelot retracted the paper leaving Wakefield in a cloud of shame, but the damage was already done. In the years that followed publication of the study, childhood vaccination rapes dropped below 50% in some of the parts of the UK, although they rebounded by 2013 to 90%. During the 15-year period, UK residents experienced more than 10,000 preventable cases of measles, plenty of which came with long-term effects and hospitalizations. In the US, measles, which has been declared eradicated since the year 2000, has made a comeback with more than 2,000 cases in the past 20 years. What? I think I had the measles once. I what's measles? I don't even know. Call mom. Let's do this on the podcast. I think I had measles. Yeah, let's do this live. Let's call mom. I'll try to hold it up to the microphone so you guys can. Yeah, you can hear. Right, we'll ask dad. You have to hear how my dad answers the phone. Oh, he's so old. I love him. Hello, hello, hello. How you do, do? Yep. How you do, do? (laughs) Good. How are you? Hey, we have you on the podcast right now. Just a quick question. Um, did I ever have measles? Did you ever have measles? Didn't I have measles once? Did Selena have measles once? Mom says no. Did uh, I? No, I, don't, I think you didn't either. All right, love you, bye. Okay, love you. Okay, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> also, just on a quick phone call, before I'm talking on speakerphone, my mom at work, and some guys like, what, you still say I love you to your mom? Every day. Toxic masculinity again. Every day I tell my mom I love he her. He kisses her on the face. I love my mama. We love mama. <laughs> love okay. my mom. The tobacco industry on cigarette smoking. Blame the cigarette industry for some of the biggest whoppers ever told. We knew that cigarettes are both extremely addictive and unhealthy, even deadly. The U.S. Surgeon General issued a report about the dangers of cigarette smoking as far back as 1964, but manufacturers claimed exactly the opposite for decades. These lives weren't even regulated till the 1950s either. As recently as 1994, James W. Johnson of R.J. Reynolds said cigarette smoking is no more addictive than coffee, tea, or Twinkies. 
That, of course, is utter nonsense. In fact, cigarettes are addictive on a scale of cocaine, alcohol, and opioids. In fact, the industry was fully aware that nicotine is addictive. As researchers repeatedly showed, but continued to deny, the CEO, Philip Morris, likened them to gummy bears rather than hard drugs. Also, cigarette company leaders repeatedly denied that there was any health risk to smokers and those who inhale secondhand smoke. Today, of course, it is widely accepted based on decades of research that both first and secondhand smoke are severely detrimental and that nicotine is highly addictive. In fact, smoking is now known to hurt just about every organ in the body and leads to cancer, emphysema, heart disease, and so on. Cigarette smoking causes one out of every five deaths in the U.S., and that is more than 480,000 deaths each year, including from secondhand smoke. On the plus size, in 1998, the four largest tobacco companies, after being sued by most U.S. states, reached a settlement that they agreed to pay $206 billion over 25 years to help defray the medical costs of smoking-related incidents. I know they used to be marketed like like doctors would prescribe cigarettes for weight loss. They'd be like, "Mm, you need to smoke a pack a day. That's crazy. Dude. Also, like the whole cigarette smoking is no more addictive than coffee or tea coffee is so addicting i'm i'm at the point selena you get really bad migraines if i don't drink coffee in the morning i'll get a headache Mm. yeah i'll I'll get a headache. i drank coffee with you for like a week and i got that yeah i i drink so much coffee it's it's crazy uh this next one's called piltdown man Mm. piltdown After Charles Darwin published his revolutionary on the origin of the species in 1859, scientists scrambled to find fossil evidence of human ancestors. They sought these so-called missing links to fill in the gaps on the timeline of human evolution. When the archaeologist Charles Dawson unearthed what he thought was a missing link in 1910, what he really found was one of the biggest hoaxes in history. The discovery was the Piltdown Man, pieces of a skull and jaw with molars located in Piltdown Quarry in Sussex, England. Dawson brought his discovery to the prominent paleontologist Arthur Smith Woodward, who touted his authenticity to his dying day. Although the discovery gained world renown, the lie behind Piltdown Man slowly and steadily unraveled. In the ensuing decades, other major discoveries suggested that Piltdown Man didn't fit in the story of human evolution. Eventually, it was determined that the bones were only 50,000 years old rather than 500,000, and they came from both human and ape species, most likely an orangutan. Some knowledgeable person apparently manipulated these pieces, into cl- including filing down and staining the teeth. The scientific world had been duped, so who was behind the fraud? Many suspects have surfaced, including Martin A.C. Hinton, a museum volunteer at the time of the discovery. A trunk bearing his initials contained bones that were stained in exactly the same way as Piltdown fossils were. Perhaps he was out to embarrass his boss, Arthur Smith Woodward, who refused to give him a weekly salary. However, most experts believe today that Dawson was behind the dupe, though some think he may have had assistance. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude. Well, the guy with the stained bones, that kind of um, <clears throat> makes sense. That's a bit of a giveaway. That's a little bit of a giveaway. Now we have the Dreyfus Affair. This scandal was built on a lie that dramatically affected national politics and was perpetuated. Perpetuated. <laughs> perpetrate. Perpet- perpetuated. Perpe- perpetrated. Isn't it? There's no R. That might be spelled wrong. Perpetrated. I just Yeah, that has to be wrong. <laughs> For years by hatred. Elfid. Alfred was a Jewish officer in the French army in the late 19th century when he was accused of traineous crime, selling military secrets to Germany. After his highly publicized trial, authorities sentenced him to life imprisonment on Devil Island and anti-Semitic groups and used him as example of unpatriotic Jewish people. However, suspicious suspicions arose. This is a lot of fuck-ups in it. Suspicions arose that incriminating letters were in fact forged and that homage accessory was the real culprit. When the French authorities suppressed the accusations, the novelist Emile Zoll stepped up to accuse the army of a vast cover-up. The scandal exploded into a fight between so-called Dreyfusards who wanted to see the case reopen and anti-Dreyfusards who didn't. On both sides, the debate blame became less about Dreyfus innocent and more about the principle. During the dramatic 12-year controversy, many violent anti-Semitic riots broke out and politic allegiances shifted to Dreyfards. They called for reform. After Maj Hubert, Joseph Henry admitted to forging the key documents and committed eh. a newly elected cabinet finally reopened the case. can't say that word online. <laughs> Sorry, that's dark. Again, however, he soon received a pardon from the president. A few years later, after a civilian court of appeals found Dreyfus innocent, he went on to have a distinguished army career and fought with honor in World War I. Meanwhile, the scandal had changed the face of politics. I don't know what I just wrote because there's so many names I didn't understand and there's so many spelling mistakes. Basically, there's a big affair, national politics, people don't like Jewish people, French army. Just a bit, just just that big mess around World War I. Almost like we're there again in history. There you go. Almost. Almost. This one is the Clinton Lewinsky affair. In January 1998, citizen journalist Matt Drudge reported a sensational story that turned out to be true. The president of the United States, Bill Clinton, had an affair with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. Oh, I remember this. As suspicious mountains. Why do you remember this? We were babies. I just remember it like. Yeah, we're babies. Mom talking about. Mom talked about it. We're babies. Suspicions mounted. Clinton publicly denied all the allegations. As if the lie weren't big enough, it turned out that Clinton had lied under oath about the affair as well, which was perjury and grounds for impeachment. 
Here's how the truth came out. Paula Jones was an Arkansas State employee when the then-Gov Clinton allegedly propositioned her. She later sued him for sexual harassment. In an effort to prove that Clinton had pattern of such behavior, lawyers set out to expose his sexual affairs. They found Linda Tripp, a former White House secretary and confidant of Lewinsky. Tripp recorded telephone conversations with in which Lewinsky talked of her affair with Clinton. Lawyers then probed Clinton with specific questions and cornered him into denying the affair under oath. During the highly publicized scandal, prosecutor Kenneth Starr subpoenaed Clinton, who finally admitted to the relationship. Based on Starr's report, the House of Representatives voted to impeach Clinton for not only perjury, but also obstruction of justice. Despite the scandal, Clinton maintained relatively high approval ratings in the American public. The Senate acquitted him of all charges. However, in the eyes of many Americans, his legacy remained tarnished. Dun, dun, dun. That's fucked. I remember that all came out. That That's was crazy. Like, can you just keep your weenie patini in your pants, Serini? Yeah, boys. Yeah, boys. Keep your peen in your ween. Keep your ween in your peen. <laughs> Watergate. Two decades before the Clinton scandal, another U.S. president was caught in a web of lies and controversy that had devastating effects on the country as a whole. In the summer before President Richard Nixon's successful re-election into a second term, five men were caught breaking into the Democratic National Committee headquarters housed at Watergate Hotel. As details emerged over the year, it became clear that officials close to Nixon gave the orders to the burglars, perhaps to plant wiretaps on the phones there. The question soon became about whether Nixon knew of the cover-up or ordered to break in. In response to the mounting suspicions, Nixon denied allegations that he knew anything. In a front of 400 Associated Press editors, he famously proclaimed, I am not a crook. He was talking about whether he had ever profited from public service, but that one quote came to represent his entire political career. It was a lie that came back to haunt him. When it was revealed that private White House conversations about the matter were recorded and the investigative committee subpoenaed the tapes, Nixon's refusal on the basis of executive privilege brought the matter to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled that he had to relinquish the tapes. One legacy of Watergate was that the Americans began to distrust their po- their political leaders and more before. In the wake of Watergate, the American people have come to believe that there was simply no such thing as an honest politician. Dun, dun, dun. Jeez, the I think scandal. that's good. Um, that blows my mind. Things are absolutely bananas in the world. Um, let's just not lie. Let's just be kind to each other and let's just aim for world peace. I know that's not possible, but let's just, if everyone was just fucking nice. What's it? Live and let live? Live and let live? Live and let live? Live and let live la vida loca. Live and, live and let live. One I kind of like, I hate ignorance, but at the same time, I will go crazy if I think too deeply about anything. Ignorance is bliss. Isn't yeah. that what they say? But that was interesting. It was interesting to learn about some huge lies that we've all been told. The Trojan horse wasn't real. Trojan Excuse me? Horse. The Trojan horse never happened. I think every person born in the 90s had a computer ruined by the computer virus Trojan horse. Yeah, especially if you were searching up some stuff. You yeah. too. We've all been there. We've all been there. Remember when our computer went in literally every week? Man. Back the early... 2000s. The, the, the early 2000s, the internet, it was such a... Scary place. 
it was the wild west. You know it what I mean? It was the wild like, west. Like you could go to any website and you didn't know if it was bad things, good things, viruses, free music, movie, like or if you could dress dolls in cute clothes. Like you're like an eight year old boy, you're putting in some C D that came in a cereal box and it like literally fuck psh, 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 like sparks like <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember when the virus happened where like a window would pop up and they'd go and the windows would pop up like all over? the entire over? screen was covered. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, the internet. That's why I bought a Mac. I was like, I'm just not playing these games anymore. Crazy times to be alive. Apple forever. Remember that rumor came out and they're like, Apple computers like can't get viruses. You're good. Hmm. Anyways, guys, I hope you haven't told too many lies. If you have, I hope it was for good reasons. White lies are okay sometimes. But guys, we come to the end of this episode and Joel, please place some wisdom on us. Place some wisdom. Yeah. Oh, okay. The world don't beat to the beat of one drum. What might be right for you might not be right for some. That was fucking beautiful. You beat to your own drum. That was it. I don't know. I I feel like I could have continued, but I didn't. Make a little song out of it. Oh, I can't. Not on top of my head. What about the song you were singing the other day in the car? What song was I singing the other day? What was that clip? What song? You were singing it and I made you start singing it again. What song? After we went to the beer store. Remember? It was one you had made up. You were you were rocking out. No? Oh. What, what, what was it? That was before the beer store. That was before we got tacos. What was it about, though? Uh, I don't know. Do you know? I don't remember, but I remember it was fucking hilarious. Uh, I guess the viewers will have to find out next time. <laughs> Anyways, boo crew, don't forget, don't make a permanent choice on a temporary situation. Life is a roller coaster. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, but you're never going to stay in the middle, and you're never going to stay at the bottom. Because take you take them down baby steps. Take them down baby steps. Do what you want to do. If somebody tells you you shouldn't do something, fuck them. Find people that support you. You can choose your own family, and that's fine, because I love you. Joel loves you. We love you. So, boo crew, have a good day. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>